we are in a series called Prepared the Way, and, and man, uh, we've been walking through the story of, of John the Baptist. And uh, as you just saw there, Luke uh, chapter 3 is where we get this, this glimpse into who he was as a man and what he was doing. And, and it's, it's, it's interesting because it says he was preparing the way for, uh, for us. And that's exactly what he says is that um, in, Luke, uh, in Matthew, Jesus says that he was preparing your way. But you notice, uh, back, going back to uh, our uh, AC quarantine, what a, what a fun way to, uh, to kick off the message. But um, at the end of that, Devin was able to look around and see what was going to be the next item that they had to guess what they were hearing. And, and what a, what a get thing that was. He got the privilege to turn around to see it and be able to pick which one he got put over his head. And uh, you notice him and Taylor must be really close because he picked the water balloon for, for Taylor. But it's just uh, the, the opportunity to see what was happening gave him a, 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 a leg up. It gave him an advantage. Uh, this is what we like in life. We want there to be a place in our lives where we get to see what's going to happen next. That's it's more comfortable that way. We know what's coming up in our lives. We, if we can know, we, that we think that that's going to help us. But Paul taught us in First Corinthians, or I'm sorry, Second Corinthians, chapter five, verse seven. He said, "For we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight." And so. It's, it's nice to have a, a, a picture of what it would be in the, in the future, but the truth is we're living right now in a place where we don't know what's next. We, we're living you know, week to week, day by day, sometimes hour by hour as we get new information right now, and, and we're all just trying to figure this out, and it's the truest form of walking by faith, and it's uncomfortable. It's hard. Uh, but John the Baptist was preparing us, but it was preparing the people to walk by faith, and he was preparing us, if we look at his life, for it. Uh, in Matthew chapter 11, um, Matthew chapter 11, verse 7, it says, As John's disciples were leaving, Jesus began talking about him to the crowds. What kind of man did you go into the wilderness to see? Was he a weak reed, swayed by every breath of wind? Or were you expecting to see a man dressed in expensive clothes? No. People with expensive clothes live in palaces. Were you looking for a prophet? Were you looking for a prophet? Yes, he is more than a prophet. John is the man to whom the scriptures refer when they say, Look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, and he will prepare your way. He will prepare your way before you. This is where we have to look at and understand that Jesus is pushing back on when uh, this is later in John's life. And we're going to get there next week of what just took place when uh, John's disciples came to visit Jesus. But at this point, Jesus is referring back to uh, John and he's saying, hey, all you that left uh, Jerusalem, all you that left Judea and, and the nice civilized areas, you went out into the wilderness. But you didn't go out in the wilderness to see something. You went into the wilderness to see, to hear something. And this is where uh, we, we have to understand what Jesus was saying by a prophet. So a prophet, let me just give you, in, in the Greek, the prophet it looks like this. And it says, but the meaning of a prophet is who speaks forth by inspiration of God. What's he do? He speaks forth. He proclaims. A prophet is going before proclaiming. He's speaking. So they didn't go out in the wilderness to see something. They went out in the wilderness to hear 
something special. So what is it that they were going out to hear? Why would they have to go out into the wilderness to, to experience this? And this is interesting that he, as he ministered to them and he spoke to them, as we were listening to and watching the, the uh, Luke chapter 3, that he gave each one of them specific instructions. He talked to the soldiers and told them one thing, and he told the people that they needed to be generous with their way, and he told the tax collectors not to collect more than what they should, and each one of them is getting uh, challenged in a, in a unique way. Uh, not, too, uh, not too long ago, I had the experience to be in the wilderness, and that I, I learned why John would put himself in the wilderness and why he would have people come to him to hear. Uh, as I was in the wilderness, I, I, uh, our leader that, that took us on the trip, his name was Brad Gray. He's a uh, great, uh, just knowledgeable in, in the context of Israel and uh, in the Bible and, and, and all that. And he took a moment uh, one morning, and we went out into the wilderness, and he had us just walk away from everybody to just find a place that was secluded, no one else around, and he asked us to find a place in the wilderness where we could just spend some time with God. And this is the place that I picked right here, this, this rock. This, this rock was where I uh, chose to spend some time uh, in the presence of God. And it was interesting because as I sat on the rock, I, I, it was, it was a, a almost surreal moment where I, was, I, I sat there, there was no one else around me. It was quiet. The, I've, I've, I mean, even just a pebble coming down off the, uh, the, the, the hill uh, in the distance, I could hear that. I, I could hear that, the, the, the noise from any little thing that was out there. Uh, it, was, it was interesting because there was no, I lost track of time. Uh, in fact, he had a, a, where he blew a chauffeur to bring us back together uh, because it was just, it wasn't about the time. It wasn't about the, the other voices that we could hear. It was a moment where we could find ourselves uh, not framed in by a time limit, not put into a place where other people were bringing voices into us, and, and not a place where we had to worry about anybody coming into our space. And that, see, that's, what's, that's why John called them into the wilderness. He called them out in the wilderness because in that place, there was the competition for everything else was eliminated. See, our lives are, are, are this way. We, we have in our lives the competition of time. The competition for time is Man, I don't know about you, but it, well, a couple weeks ago, it was a busy schedule, going from one thing to the next. But now, I found myself in a place where I'm, we're kind of in a wilderness place, where I'm not, <laughs> my time has, I've lost track of days. I, without my kids being, have to be at school and having their events to go to each night and, and having all the things that were once scheduled for me, time has become a new thing for me. I, I'm experiencing time in, in a new way where literally I have to wake up and remember what day it is. By the way, it's Sunday, uh, Sunday morning right now. Well, if you're watching this on replay, I don't know what day it is. You're going to have to look at your calendar and figure it out. But it's, it's a new day. It's, every, our time is just is completely different. And it's so powerful when we find ourselves in that position. It, it's a, there's a story that Jesus, uh, um, it takes place for Jesus when he's uh, being invited into a home and uh, Martha and Mary invite him into their home. And I, I love the way that uh, the Amplified Version puts it in Luke chapter 10, verse 39. He said, she had a sister named Mary who seated herself at the Lord's feet and was continually listening to his teaching. But Martha was very busy and distracted. He, she, Martha was very busy and distracted with all her serving responsibilities. And she approached him and said, Lord, 
Is it of no concern to you that my sister has left me to do the serving alone? Tell her to help me and to uh, do her part. So we, we, <laughs> we, Jesus confronts her and says that you, are, you need to understand that we are not confined by time. And, and you are, you're being wrapped up in the busyness and being distracted by everything that's going on. And I think times where we, in the wilderness, is where there isn't a competition for time. And that's where we can find ourselves right now is looking around and going, hey, I, I need to adjust the way I'm looking at time. The wilderness also uh, did something else for me when we were out there and why John the Baptist uh, called them out. He said it was a competition of voices was eliminated. So the competition of voices was removed. And in, that, uh, that, um, in the competition of, of all the different noises and the people that were coming from Jerusalem, the people that were coming in from all the different areas, they, were, uh, they had come and left a place that was busy and noisy and all the voices coming from all different directions and now find themselves in the wilderness where there is no other voice. And they're there to hear from John the Baptist. It's, it's interesting that we can find ourselves in a place where the voices right now are different than they've ever been. In the past, we've had voices that may, may come from different uh, areas, and now voices are, are in our mind. They're in social media. They're on the news. And there's voices that will constantly come against us, the voices of accusation that you're, you're not doing a good enough job as, as a homeschooling teacher. You're not doing uh, the voice of accusation that you're not going to get this, uh, you're not going to figure this out. And you're, you are, uh, you're going to, the voice of disagreement and uh, dis, uh, despair and discouragement and depression and, and the, the voice of worst case scenario. This is where we have to get to a place where we find ourselves in a, in a place where we don't allow those voices into us, into our minds. It, there's constant excuses. The other thing is the competition of space. The competition for space. It, it's, uh, it, when we see in the, in the story Jesus tells of the parable of the sower, he says there's, there's different types of seed. There's the, well, not different types of seed. There's all the same types of seed. There's different types of soil. And it says that as the, the farmer sowed the seed, it went into different types of soil. Some went into rocky area and where, it was, where it would grow quickly. But because the space con- was not ideal, it would die quickly. See, for some of us, we have a, a problem with space. And it's not about space around us. We're all doing our part, being social distance and keeping our six feet apart. But the space I'm talking about is the space that is sometimes internal, where we've made some mistakes in our lives, and we need to repent of them. And when we allow ourselves to repent, and here's a lot of times we hear the word repent, and automatically we get like, oh man, it's a, it's a word of judgment. And God never meant for it to be a word of judgment. It simply means to turn. Turn to God and, and turn from trying to do it your way and holding on to that sin and turn to him. And, and when you do that, you'll find yourself in a new space. There's another type that is external that w- someone may have hurt you. And this is where we need to create space by forgiving. For some of you, you've, you've, you've allowed some hurt in your life or you've, you may not allowed it. It may have come into your life and you never asked for it. You never meant for it to be there. God never meant for it to be there. But you've been hurt. And now is the time for us to create space by forgiving them and letting God handle that situation. 
See, when we create space, we, we put ourselves in a position where the environment is right. And I, I want you to write it, if you're taking notes, uh, you should be taking notes, but write this down, that God's voice is clearest in a prepared environment. God's voice is clearest in a prepared environment. Here's what I mean by that. Um, as we, we think that the hearing from God is contingent on him. It doesn't. God's the same. He's the same yesterday. He's the same today. And he's the same tomorrow. What, hearing the voice of God is dependent upon us. It is re- reliant upon how we grow. And how we hear from God is on us. It's, um, how, how I've talked to my kids over the years has changed. When, when they were first born, I, I talked to them in a certain way. I had to communicate to them with the oohs and ahs and goo goo gaga and oh, you can do it. You can you take that first step. Come on, you got it. You yeah. We did a lot of that. But as they've gotten older, I've had to change the way I talk to them. I've changed the way that I, I've communicated to them. Not because of me. I've always been able to communicate uh, fairly well. But to them, I had to change based upon their maturity. And I think for us as followers of Christ, we need to get to a place where we're able to hear from God. We need to create space. We need to really remove the voices and make sure that we have time to hear from God. So when we hear from God, there's some things that he's wanting to tell us. And I, w- I want to share some of those things with you this morning. One of the things that God's trying to speak to us right now is he's trying to speak to us about his encouragement. He wants to, you need to hear his encouragement. You need to hear him say to you today that you are his child, that he loves you, and that he is going to be there for you. He is with you through the situations. Romans chapter 8 verse 16 says this. He says, the Holy Spirit speaks to us deep in our heart and tells us that we are his children. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 3. I love the way the the message uh, paraphrase puts it. He says, pay attention. It's important. You got to come close now. God calls us close to him and listen carefully to his life-giving, life-nourishing words. We need to get into a place where we can hear him. It's on us. You need to know that you are his child, that he cares for you, that he's going to be there for you. Another, another thing that you need to hear and be ready to hear his voice is because we need to hear his warnings. We need to hear the discernment that he gives into our lives. We need to hear him. And this is so much more important now because of, of things in the past we've been able to say, hey, I, I need to go to my pastor and, and, and hear what he has to say. I need to get with my, my small group leader. And a lot of that's not possible now. So you need to be able to be t- dependent on God to hear his voice. And he will allow you to step into uh, a new path. Uh, this is the way that um, Isaiah 30 verse 21 says that whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. For some of you, you need to hear God's voice of warning that says, hey, you need to slow down. You need to, that, that, that relationship you're in is not a healthy relationship. Some of you need to hear the, don't go there. This isn't the time to step into that place. Or for some of you, you need to hear God speak into your life that, that, you, that you need to share your secret, that you need to have accountability in your life. You need to have God directing you. The third thing that you need, we need to hear God's voice is we need to hear his direction. We need to hear his direction. He will lead us. He will guide us. There's examples throughout Scripture. In Luke chapter 2, 
uh, the example of Simon being called to confirm the birth of Jesus is said like this. It says in Luke chapter 2, verse 27, it says, Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. The Spirit moved him to that place. Uh, Paul gives us an example of this. He said in Acts 20, verse 22, he says, And now, compelled by the Spirit... I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me. He's walking by faith. He doesn't have the sight. He just has to hear the voice of God. And it's for us today. Acts chapter 2, verse 17. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. This is what we need. I want to challenge you today is we need to ask the Lord to speak into our lives. We need to say, God, speak to me. There's an awesome uh, a story in, in 1 Samuel about the, the young Samuel hearing the voice of God. And it's the, his, uh, his elder, his leader tells him, hey, if you want to hear God, you need to just say to God, speak to me, Lord. Your servant is listening. So we need to be prepared to hear. We need to be prepared to hear. This is where we, we need to get into a position to, be, to prepare ourselves to hear from God is that, that we need to put a place where we're, time is, isn't constrained. And we, we, right now is a perfect opportunity. Instead of looking at the, what's going on in our world and our society and saying, oh, no, I don't know what to do, we can look at this moment and say, I can, in this moment, take this time to hear from God. We need to put ourselves in a place where we're hearing the voice of God, where we're hearing the words of encouragement, we're hearing his warnings, we're hearing his direction and discernment. We need to create space creating space by asking for forgiveness and also giving forgiveness. I love John chapter 10, verse 27 says, my sheep, this is Jesus speaking, my sheep, listen to my voice. I know them and they respond. See, we can hear God, but we also need to be able to respond to God. So we need to prepare to hear and be ready to respond. I love this about you guys, Authentic Church, is that uh, a couple weeks ago, just two weeks ago, we prepared a, a, some care packages to take over to uh, the, the Hennis Care Center in Dover. And um, many of you know, and you've seen the news, that uh, they were, uh, had direct contact with uh, the, the coronavirus. And, and they uh, had to go into even more extreme uh, quarantine situations. And I, I got a, a message from uh, one of the, the staff members over there who shared with me that it was because of the, uh, those care packages, the, the little, uh, little bit of candy and the books and the crossword puzzles and the words of encouragement that were sent to them that got them through that period. She said, I, didn't, I don't know what would have happened if we wouldn't have had those come in there. It, this, see, the Spirit of God led us in that moment that because of a culture of generosity, and because we were in a position to hear from God and to know the direction he was calling us, we were able to move in that place. And we would be able to go in front and prepare the way. This past week, we uh, sent over uh, some, a team of ours went over to the uh, Cleveland Clinic Union Hospital. And they, we took over um, a bunch of coffee and pastries. And, and on them, and what we gave to the, all of them is a little card, and I don't know if you can see it. It just says a small reminder that God loves you. And then on the back it says, and so do we. And that was our goal, is we just wanted to share with them, hey, we thank you for what you're doing, and, and we want you to know that we appreciate it. But more importantly is that God loves you in this circumstance. I want to I do this right now. I want to give us a chance to, to respond to the Holy Spirit, and I want to pray this prayer. 
Pray a prayer that's just saying, God, we're ready to hear. I'm ready to hear your voice. I want to follow after you. Lord Jesus, we turn to you right now. Lord, there's a lot going on in our world, and we have been placed into a wilderness where we don't, there's a lot of unknowns. What was, what was used to be is not here now, and we're learning how to, how to live this new life. But in this moment, Lord, it's, of being in the wilderness, Lord, we want to set some time aside to hear from you. We want to hear your voice speak to us. We want to hear your words of encouragement. We want to hear your words of warning and discernment. And Lord, we want to hear your words of direction. Lord, we thank you that you are a God who cares. Hey, for some of you this morning, this is a moment for you to turn your life to Jesus Christ, to repent and turn to him. And this is that, that opportunity. I, I want to give it to you. I want to I pray this prayer of, of just saying, God, I'm going to follow after you. Lord Jesus, we want to follow you. We thank you that you died on the cross for our sins. Lord, there's no way for us to even begin to understand or be able to comprehend how much you love us and how much you care for us. And we are following after you in everything we do. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen.